Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 176 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host here with you. And to start the show, I am joined by my brother, Aaron. Hello. And uh, we will be joined by some others as the show goes on. I know Senior Archie Mitchell will be along shortly, and possibly the OG Kyle Army might show up too, which he probably hasn't even reviewed the show that we're going to talk about, but he's more than welcome, as always, to be on the show this week, we are starting what Aaron has dubbed, this is this will be a nice autumn, a nice autumn season here on the Weekend yes. Wrestle Podcast, as it is going to be what? This is the fall of fuckery. <laughs> Where we are going to take five not, weeks. Not the rise and fall of fuckery. I'm talking about the season. <laughs> the season for the reason. The fall of fuckery. <laughs> We're going to be reviewing, what is it, five, I believe, five terrible pay-per-views um, from the history of pro wrestling, going through every era almost of pro wrestling as well. This week, we start, there, there's some December to dismember coming up at some point, um, an eruption of some sort, uh, but this week we are starting with probably... I mean, other than some terrible indie feds that you've seen or whatever, probably the worst major promotion to ever exist. The UWF, the Herb Abrams UWF, and their pay-per-view from 1994, Blackjack Brawl. And I want to say this before we get this series started. Has anybody ever heard the expression, Aaron? I know you have, old chicken makes good soup. Yes. Yes, well... Bad wrestling makes good podcasts. So that is what we, that is our goal here for the next few weeks on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Um, Blacker the berries, sweeter the juice. (laughs) The best use ever of the chickens, the chicken thing was Vince McMahon. That's, I think it was SummerSlam 05 or so, or no, it was 07 because they were trying to figure out who, who Vince McMahon's illegitimate son was. And there was some yeah. scene with Mae Young, and uh, she kisses Vince, and then Jonathan Coachman's like, that was disgusting. I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon. He's like, mm, wasn't that bad. You ever heard the expression, old chicken makes good soup? <laughs> Doesn't he go, you're disgusting. <laughs> yes, That's and then Vince gives him a look, yeah. <laughs> you're disgusting, Mr. McMahon. Yes, I am disgusting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll get this started, and I forgot to bring it. I know, I know, I remember, I don't remember the show date. I know the attendance was 600. It's in 94 <laughs> at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. I didn't write the date down either. But it is the Blackjack Brawl UWF, again, from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, MGM Grand. Yes. Uh Herb Abrams, UWF, we've discussed one of their shows before, I think the beach thing or whatever it was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, buddy. You want to hear some great stories or not so great stories or whatever about Herb Abrams, a guy that actually dealt with him business-wise and everything. Listen to John Arezzi's show. He's got a lot to say about Herb Herb Abrams and a lot of of personal one-on-one stories dealing with this wackadoodle. Um, Yeah. But, uh, I don't know if he was a little man or a large midget. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like CeeLo Green. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what's going on with you. 
I know he's fucking he's, nuts. I can tell you that much. Yeah, he looks like somebody melted a half melted a candle and then threw a bunch of pubic hair on it. <laughs> That's what he looks like. I also don't know how he got all. I think he money. looks like I think I, I think he looks like a cracked out Danny DeVito, but. <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I get. I don't know what his story is as far as getting his money either. I don't know. He's had a cracked out Danny DeVito. I'm like, yeah, a melted candle with pubic hair on it. Danny DeVito. <laughs> well, the the opening video for this pay per view, I put down has assorted promos and Herb Abrams screaming. Yes, essentially, um, and that is that is essentially it. He's just screaming about the show. And uh, it shows Dan Spivey beating him up at one point. I don't know the context of that, but Dan Spivey beat it, beating up Herb Abrams uh, in the opening video. And then, of course, the only way you can start this pay-per-view is Herb Abrams in the ring screaming. Yes, the reason Dan Spivey was beating up Herb Abrams is because Dan Spivey um, thought he should be considered the person to face... Um, Dr. Death, and they named Sid the number one contender. And his thing was like, this young kid, I brought him up, and you're overstepping me for it. That was that was what they were doing. I, sh- I don't, I shouldn't know that, but I do. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, I, I want to preface this by saying I am not a UWF historian. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm very good at deciphering shit wrestling. That's like... Not a task any human being practically needs, but I'm, I'm good at it, I guess. <laughs> well, and, and it, Abrams, I don't know. He has some kind of a, what do you want to say? Some kind of a, uh, he was able to convince a lot of fucking <laughs> wrestlers to come and work in his shit shows, you know? Like, well, I mean, uh, he was giving them, he was, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. I've always, took it as he didn't stiff the wrestlers. He stiffed the people that were the non-wrestling people that were like trying to help him or the buildings. But I don't mm-hmm. ever hear him stiff and a work like a wrestler. You know what I mean? Right. At least probably not yeah. the bigger guys. But it was like, oh, if I have to pay Sid, I'm just not going to like give them building their money. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just going to fucking use this Arezzi guy to do all this work and then just not pay him. Like, like he didn't, st- he didn't stiff the, the people, like the workers from everything I understood. Well, um, he's, he's in the ring when he opens the show with black Jack Mulligan in the ring with him. Um, and then, our announcers for the show are some guy named Carlo. I didn't write down his last name. And John yeah. Tolos. Carlos Gianella and John Tolos. Yes, they and are the announcers for the show. I don't know how much of the audio you're going to play on this, but well, I just uh, I have I have a I have a specific one that I just want to play at the beginning here, but okay. Um, to make my well, go point ahead. about something. Well, no, I, right. I, you have something on John and Carlos here at their open? Carlos is Carlo, but anyway. Carlo. Um, 
they just hyped the UWF, the upcoming card, saying it's one of the hugest cards in wrestling history. And then Tolis just ends it by telling this Carlo Gianelli guy that he's cheap because he's an Italio, an Italian. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Italiano, they, that's what he's He's like, you're cheap because so- you're an Italiano. And then and they then, said, I think and, they make a Greek joke as well. Yeah, throughout the entire show, they're just saying racist comments back to each other. Well, the opening match of this show is uh, Johnny Ace versus Dan Spivey. And we'll get into this train wreck. But my, my I wrote down this ring announcer is ridiculous. And yes, the, the, the ring announcer is like a mix of, and I don't know how many of those old, the old WWF Spectrum shows you've seen, but there was a ring announcer guy that would do those old WWF Spectrum shows. And he would yell like this. And it's a spectrum and ha, ha, and it was just like insane. But this ring announcer is a mix of that guy and Burt Reynolds at WrestleMania 10. Yeah, he's, his name's Steve Rossi. I'd never yes. heard of him. I looked him up. Um, he had apparently been part of like a comedy duo. I don't remember. And then he, he had done... Um, shit on stern like like when stern was just kind of new york i guess mm-hmm. you know and wasn't national yet and so to me it seemed like he was kind of a staple around the like new york new jersey probably philly area and obviously that's where herb's from so i think he was just a guy that herb thought was funny and gave him a gig and this guy has no fucking idea what's going on well, but what I mean by him being ridiculous and too much as a ring announcer is he's one of those, he's the ring announcer that doesn't just introduce the wrestlers. He does like commentary as they're coming to the ring and, yeah, and talks, he just, talks and way too much. He's just, it's later on in my notes, but we were talking about it now. He's literally just saying things that he's observing. <laughs> and I want to play like, hey, the intro. Here comes Dan Spivey. He's walking around right now. He's a big guy. He's walking around. That's why I want to play this audio of him introducing. He's got some boots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to play the audio just to let everybody know what we're talking about. Just of him introducing this first match. Just to get a a good fucking leather cowboy hat. It's fucking. (laughs) Go ahead. There he is. Introducing. First, at a height of six foot nine, three hundred and nine pounds from Tampa, Florida. How about a big round of applause for Dangerous Dan Spivey? Dangerous Dan Spivey. Let me hear it, everybody. Start yelling and shouting out there. We're going to have a great night of wrestling here at the MGM Grand Arena. Dangerous Dan Spivey. He said his name four times Look already. Yeah. He'll show you some wrestling tonight. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> and now his opponent at a height of 6'3". Three inches tall, 275 pounds, 
Also from Tampa, Florida, let me hear it for the wonderful Mr. Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace. You can do better than that, folks. Let me hear it. Johnny Ace. Look at this guy. <laughs> and look at this lady, his manager here. Welcome, Johnny. Welcome, Johnny. The music no, he's talking he's like talking the, to the wrestler. Yes. The music selection selections they use for entrances are terrible too. And a nice round of applause for his manager, Miss Missy Hyatt. Let me hear it, everybody. Missy Hyatt. Who is all the way live? Movie stars. Yes. But yeah, there's this guy, this this uh Jay Brown <laughs> doing the ring announcing. They picked they picked money for nothing and for fucking uh, um, Johnny Ace. And that's a song that it doesn't pick up until he gets to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Money for Nothing has a long intro of just stuff. It's a good song. I love the Dire Straits, but it's like that song doesn't pick up until he's going to be in the fucking ring. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Now, of course, we have the match here between Johnny Ace and Dan Spivey. Oh, oh by the way, Nate, I know you you said that you didn't watch the commercials. Um, right. I did. I figured if I put this fuckery on everybody, I'd sit through every minute of it. Um, the commercials are basically, it's all videotapes for the most part. Um the one the one is for dynamic practice organization with Tom Emersick and it's basically this guy is going to send you a video and teach you how to um coach a baseball team okay <laughs> and this guy was apparently a baseball scout and all this other stuff um if you want to try to order this video it's 1-800-282-5020 you might still be selling these but then the other thing, the other commercial is H30 TV Surf Sessions 94. No filler, all killer. <laughs> and it's basically videos of people surfing. And there's three videos of it. Okay. How much? And they're all an hour long. So it's three hours of people surfing. How much would you be willing to spend on these surf videos on the H30 TV surf session 94 no filler all killer three video cassette? How, how much would you be willing to pay? Three easy installments of 1995. All right. Well, all three videos are 59.95 plus shipping and handling. Hey, I pretty much got it. Three easy installments. It was 60 bucks. There you go. Yeah. So you were right <laughs> on the money of watching people surf. Anyway. Not that I would pay that, but I was just taking a guess on what uh, what might be the, yes. uh, the price. That is fucking ridiculous. Could you imagine a 94 if we told mom, hey, I want 60 bucks to watch a, to buy these videos of people surfing. Play in that water. <laughs> yeah. Ten over the sink. 
Anyway. Well. <laughs> this match. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes like, God, this was terrible. I have these um, notes. Uh, when the announcer has to ask you to cheer, it's fucking done. Like, you're done. The show's done at the beginning. If he's just like, come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that, Johnny Ace! <laughs> oh. Yeah, the match isn't great. Spivey's never great anyway. Um, the Essentially... Missy Hyatt winds up throwing in the towel, towel to give Spivey the win here. I don't remember. I, I didn't write. I didn't. I, I did a terrible job of writing notes on this match. A lot of times, if a match loses me, if a match loses me, I do a bad job of writing notes down. I do a better job when it's terrible. Because <laughs> when a match, like when it engrosses me, I'm not writing stuff down. I'm watching and I'm paying attention to the match. But when it's terrible. I'm paying attention to the crowd, what the commentators are saying, or whatever. Like, I'm telling you, man, the fall of fuckery, it's like my jam. Like, bad wrestling is my my shtick here. Um, but, like, that's essentially my notes. When your announcer has to ask you to cheer, it's fucking done. Ace, out to money for nothing. Uh, doesn't kick in plays already in the ring. Missy Hyatt looking all the way live. Dan Spivey wins the match by um, a towel toss because um, he's got um, um, uh, who's Johnny and which, why didn't he come out to that? Who's Johnny? You know that song? Yeah, that should have been his music. But anyway, um, uh, she ends up tossing in the towel, even though he didn't want her to. And he wasn't really in a, like a compromising position. Missy tosses the stat, the towel, and it is revealed that Missy has turned on ace and is now with Dan Spivey and helped him become the new America's champion. And her, and, and, and Herbie is pissed. Yes. Uh, Spivey even roughs up Herb Abrams. Um, after this, we're joined now. We've we've only got through the first match, Archie. We're joined by yeah. Archie Mitchell. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry I'm so late, but I had to yes. get some stuff together. So, no problem. Um, we we essentially have covered the opening with Herb Abrams screaming. Uh, the, yeah, that was the the horrific Steve, ring announcer who just won't stop Steve talking. Can you, can you, I got to ask a question. Did anyone else realize that the ring announcer, the two ring announcers that were calling the action? went really racist like five minutes in yes we did oh, yeah, discuss we that. that okay uh, so i wasn't the only one who caught it when he said i'm greek i always pay the jew the other guy says no yeah. and he goes you must be an italian i was yes. like what 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 are we, yeah, what are we witnessing right now italiano and then <laughs> yeah. the um i can ask you this and you might not know but you're what? from that area um do you i read up on steve rossi the ring announcer do you Remember that guy? Because he was like, basically, no. he was a stern guy, and they said he was like a comedy duo with some other fuck around I, New I Jersey. I might have seen him. I might have seen him around on Howard Stern, but I did not know he was a ring announcer. Uh, what I do know of him from watching. The oh show, no, he's not a ring announcer. <laughs> well, whatever he was, 
Who the hell talks over the wrestlers and uh, entrances? Yes, that's and that was what I said. I said um, there was a guy I don't know his name, and I told Aaron and the, the listeners are going to have to hear me repeat it because I want to let you know what mm-hmm. I said. But there was a guy that used to announce the old Spectrum WWF shows that would like scream into the microphone, right? And then this guy was like a mixture of that guy and Burt Reynolds at WrestleMania ten. Yes. Oh God, perfect call. I mean. I heard. I must have heard him say, "Let's give this guy a big ovation." Mind you, there's a hundred people in the crowd. Who are we talking to exactly? How about Johnny Ace coming out yeah. here? Johnny Ace, give it up for Johnny Ace. Yeah, and, Johnny and then Ace he said, and then he said, and then he said, "Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> you got one me. violation." At one to point, me, Hyatt when, came out for the second match, and I guess she was talking to him. And he literally said into the mic, you have no heart. And I, I'm like, wait a minute, was that part of the script? Or is he going off script right now? We are to also me, joined. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. I'm just saying to me, when somebody goes, look at him. That's not a comment. Look at him. Look, look at him. At him. <laughs> look at him over there. Look we're at us. We're also here, joined here by the OG of the We Can't Wrestle podcast, Mr. Kyle Army. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi. I know you What's didn't up, get. I, I'm assuming you haven't watched this blackjack brawl. No abortion that we watched. Thank God. Thank, thank uh, God you didn't. Uh, you can you can obviously comment on the wrestlers and stuff as we go through, though. Look, I'm be honest. What would be, what the fucking oh, time is not that I have a lot of these days. <laughs> uh, between work and the fucking tattoo apprenticeship, I don't have a lot of time. To, what's gonna be? It's all what's good. Gonna be, what's gonna be fun though is describing this fucking thing to somebody that didn't see it just to hear the confusion in their voice. That's what's going to be fun. Fair enough. Well, moving on from Johnny Ace and and we, Dan we had, Spivey. We had two commercials. Oh, yes. Aaron watched yeah. the commercials. I fast-forwarded Why? through them. Yeah, no, I watched them too. Why were there commercials on a pay-per-view? I don't this think... I think this might have been... This wasn't a pay-per-view. Yeah, I think it was broadcast oh. on a uh, sports channel or something. Yeah, it was oh, on okay. sports channel. Okay. No, this then wasn't I, a big my statement. Um, the commercials here are Budweiser presents the Rolling Stones at the MGM Grand, and then a commercial for the MGM Grand Casino. Okay. And then um, a commercial for a magazine. Um, it's bi-monthly uh, for 1995. <laughs> Subscription, Log Home Living Magazine. All Log the interesting, living. all the interesting, ever-changing things you need to know about living in a log home. Five I, months. I can. Is there really that much about log cabins? That they That's have? why it's bi-monthly and not monthly. I mean, <laughs> right? Still though, I would. Once a year, maybe. Right. But you look at the fucking log cabin, it's like... Kyle. Kyle, one of the magazines is titled Termites and How They're Destroying Our Log Cabin. Yes. Or or you you caught a possum. What to do with it next? (laughs) What's the centerfold? It's a beaver. Yeah. It's a full beaver shot. (laughs) Whoa. I missed this. <laughs> well, the next match now, on this on this. Oh, go ahead, Archie. If if 
you subscribe to Log Cabin bi-monthly, you also be, get, get subscribed into the Acts of the Month Club. You also get a free flannel. And a free flannel, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot for $19.99. Yeah, you do. That's, but that's, a, yeah, that's, a, that's a 1994 money. The next match on this show is Mondo Guerrero against a, a dude named Jack Armstrong. What I will say, the announcer, Carlo, continually calls Mondo Guerrero Mondo Garayo. Yeah, he can't. He uh, also, that's in my notes. You know, he also called him, if I'm not mistaken, a lazy Mexican at one point. I'm you know, sure he did. When, when Jack Armstrong that's was probably, jumping around. That's John Torres. I, I, no, it was I, not John Tolis. John Tolis was putting Mondo over as a as a legendary Mexican star, and the other announcer said, "Look at Jack Armstrong. He's fit. He's got a great. He's in great shape. Look at him move around the ring. Look at Mondo right. sitting there like a lazy Mexican on the on the turnbuckle." But isn't he? You're right, because he 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 this fucking Carlo guy doesn't know what he's doing because Jack Armstrong is being a heel as much mm-hmm. as he's capable of doing, and he's, like, talking shit to the right. crowd. But Carlo's like, oh, he's he's entertaining the people. He's doing right. this. He's doing that. It's like, no, you fucking moron. He's being a heel. Uh, um, uh, I went to but, today, and there was like, it reminded me of this, because there was a guy that went before me, and he was this old guy, and he, like, walked in to me Ranchitos, and he's, like, looking through all the takeout bags. And the guy's like, can I help you? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I got an order. He's like, what'd you have? He's like, I had the chimichanga. Chimichanga. That's funny. <laughs> so I want to do this really quick, Aaron. Is he, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Armstrong, is he related to like Bullet? No, do not. No, do not. no, no way, no not. way, no how. How, how do you get that? Like, that's a pretty fucking like, Legendary, legendary name. Yeah, it's like when they <laughs> bring in a fucking like a fake Anderson and a fake, fake yeah. like it just like what the fuck? He looks yeah, like a guy, fucking. Is... He looks like the Geico caveman. Yeah, he's <laughs> he a does. he's a turd. But because because uh... Aaron says, "Don't you dare!" Yeah, <laughs> don't you even That's think greatest wrestling family of all time? Don't put that on them. <laughs> Because 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 Kyle did not actually watch the show, and knowing that this show is is ridiculous and ludicrous and 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 racist and just the worst of wrestling that you could possibly have, I want to give you one guess, Kyle, just one, uh-huh. as to what song Mondo Guerrero came out to on this show. It's either going to be La Cucaracha or Lowrider. Mm. Can I tell him? Those are both good guesses. Can I tell him, though? Archie, you may do the reveal, yes. Mondo Guerrero came out to Rico Suave. No, he didn't. No, he did not. No, he, he didn't. Did. He, he, came out to weird, he came out to Weird Al's parody of Rico Suave. Yes. Taco yes. Grande. Taco Grande. Yes. 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 I thought it was Rico yes. Suave. Yeah, Taco. Speaking of weird out, 
I'm excited for that fucking biopic. Same. Yeah, me too. Dude. Daniel Radcliffe actually looks just like him. Then the greatest thing about it is it is totally Weird Al because it is not a biopic. No. It is an exaggeration. Of it. I, right. I love that. I love that he is like in the in the in the movie. Weird Al is fucking Madonna. Like that's just that's like the greatest <laughs> fucking like it's so wonderful. Anyway, um, yeah, that yeah he came out to Taco Grande. Speaking of biopics, that Dahmer thing on that and Netflix that was not the rom com I thought it would be. Dear Lord. <laughs> Oh yeah, guy that fucking chopped off dudes' dicks and fucking cooked them. <laughs> I'm just saying, all the people that were like, "This is this is disturbing." It's like, what did you think it was gonna be? You fucking. I told, I told, I told Kendall, I told Kendall, I was like, "Man, this is a dark take on Napoleon Dynamite." <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, Geico Caveman versus Mondo Guerrero, um, Taco Grande. Um, Carlo doesn't understand what a fucking heel on a face is. Nate, you got anything else before we go to the finish? Archie, any of you guys? I like that Jack Armstrong was being, uh, his manager was wish, uh, wish.com Gary Hart. <laughs> Which they he never had, said what his this... manager's name was. No, they never did. They never did. But he just looked like Gary Hart to me, minus the goatee. And any kind of charisma whatsoever. At some point, at some point, his manager should have been like, "I'm gonna tell you something, Ricky Flair, Ricky Flair." <laughs> How does it feel like, like don't fucking Gary Hart? I don't think Gary he Hart. Like, his manager, <laughs> his NATO get this. His manager looked like um, Vincent Price from Batman. Like Egghead. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. You're right. Excellent. Then we get the wonderful finish. Is it a roll yeah, up? Two shitty. No, it was two shitty elbows. And now Jack Armstrong is your new light heavyweight champion of the UWF. Congratulations, right. Jack. Um, and Herb Abrams comes back out again. Oh God! He was all the, over the show. Well, here, here's my note about Herb Abrams here, and I'm glad everybody is here now because I didn't want to just present this to Aaron. I wanted to present it to everybody else. If I didn't know that Tony Khan was born in 1982, right? I would think that Tony Khan was Herb Abrams reincarnated. Right. <laughs> He's just coked out all over his own show. Just shittier. <laughs> his hair is all disheveled. <laughs> Has a look. Yeah. He has no idea what the fuck is going on in any time. But at least, he, okay. at least he's interesting. Back to the opening for a second. You hear he his voiceover. At least he's got a personality and he doesn't just look in the camera like a fucking doe-eyed, right. dead brain right. motherfucker. In like, the sorry. opening, I heard, I heard the voiceover and I'm like, okay, interesting voiceover. And, then go, and now to Mr. Electricity, Herb Abrams, and it's him. And I'm like, so wait, you announced yourself? Yes, he did. In they a third person? Electricity? Yes, yeah, Mr. Electricity. Electricity, Herb Abrams. I don't, I don't know. By the way, he's not believable or intimidating, or, he, or when he's mad, he looks retarded. Pardon there... me for using such a bad word, but he just, he looks, I don't know. There's a lot of... I asked Nate, I, I asked Nate, 
the big question is, is Herb Abrams a little man or a large midget? <laughs> I don't know what's funny. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go with little man. I'm <laughs> definitely going to go with little man. Electricity isn't one of them. Right. <laughs> well, after well, the match. Talk about, oh, are you going to go into the promo? Yes. It's got a great line in the promo. I know, but did I you check the line I have written down? There's two great lines in there. Well, I only have and one I written down. I know, and I know which one Nate likes because we've liked this since we were kids. But Herb comes up to interview Jack Armstrong, and did you guys hear what he called him? What what Jack Armstrong called Herb Abrams? <coughs> what? Herb Abrams comes up and he's like, "Tell us about your match, Jack Armstrong." And he said, "Listen to me, Herb, you little sick bastard." <laughs> the, at least he was accurate. Yeah, like Jack ain't lying. <laughs> Go ahead. And then also, Jack says, and I quote, I'm a thinker, not a stinker. Oh, okay. And he's yeah. bleeding from the top of his head. It's like, who right. bleeds from the top of their head? What is from going the, on? Where his bald spot was. Like, why are you bleeding yeah. from there? <laughs> it's pretty rough. It is. Up next, we get a promo from Sunny Beach. <laughs> Well, there's a commercial. Oh, Aaron's got commercials. Uh, Sunny Beach. Yes. We're going to get there. Um, the commercials are for Belford Championship <laughs> Ring, which isn't whatever. Um, and then the other one is um, for the Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck if video. And man, that really went like, nowhere. It is like a cheesy awards show promo commercial being like, the best winner for redneck comedy is, you might be a redneck if Jeff Foxworthy. And Jeff Foxworthy shows up and he's fucking hawking his shit fucking comedy. <laughs> fucking hack. But go ahead. <laughs> fucking hack. Well, we, we have a sunny... <laughs> We have a Sunny Beach promo uh, leading into his matchup coming up. And I, I just, I can't get over, I can't get over it. So I want to share it again. I can't get because over it. This, this is where I actually wrote down the thing about the ring announcer. So I'm going to, I'm going to put this here. One more, I'm sorry, folks, indulge me. One more shitty audio. Of this oh, ring announcer, and Kyle? Yeah. You heard me say earlier, or you may not have. I don't know if you were here when I said it, but he's like <coughs> he's like Burt Reynolds at WrestleMania ten. Like he he doesn't he's just screaming and he doesn't know when to stop talking. Listen to this ring announcer oh, as he introduces. He's a fucking asshole, and I hope he's dead. This, this match between Sunny Beach and some J Bro named Doctor Feelgood. Hold who on, didn't come quick. out? Who Hold didn't come out to Doctor Feelgood by Motley Crue? Right. Yeah. Before we even before we even start, like, how fucking unprofessional is it that he has a piece of paper 
<laughs> right. Hold it up. Yeah, it's not even a card. It's like loose leaf paper. Hold it in a fucking four squares. It's like he's had it in his back pocket. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm All right, so listen to this jabron. Weighing 280 pounds, six foot six inches tall from Santa Monica, California. Let me hear it for Sunny Beach. Jesus. Sunny and the crowd goes mild. Sunny Beach, ladies and gentlemen, from Santa Monica, California. Who? That ring had no give. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor, feel good. Come out here, doctor. Come out here, doctor. And his manager, Missy Hyan. Come on, everybody. Let me hear. Oh, for poor Missy Hyan. Oh, she was running through the book. She was all right. Yeah, true. That's Doctor Dr. Feelgood. Feelgood and Missy. Let's get rocking and rolling, ladies and gentlemen. Wouldn't it have been better for him to come out to Dr. Feelgood? Yes, yes, it would have. You know? I mean, it would have been better for him not to come out at all. Right. Yeah. It's clumpy. Yeah, the ring announcer's just like, let's hear it for Dr. Feelgood. There he is. He's uh, coming down the aisle. He's got boots on. He's come out, come out, doctor. And everybody in the crowd is like, I'm glad these were free with our Tom's room. (laughs) It's Clumpy Beach versus Dr. Douchebag. (laughs) Well, Aaron's Archie. It was not a good match. That's all I'm going to say. It was way too long. These guys should have got four minutes. You're telling me that Dr. Feelgood versus Sunny Beach wasn't a fucking five-star classic? Maybe the Dave Meltzer. If I can believe it. I don't know if... I don't know if it's like... They both look like molesters. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) So, obviously... how, how many matches are we into this card? This is the third. These guys weren't the opening match like that. No, the opening match is for the American title. What the fuck? Uh, so you have an American title, you have a light heavyweight title. I, th- I think well, the yeah, UWF had about seven belts. This is the only match that isn't for a belt. Right. And they just call it a special television match. It's it's Dr. Finger Bang and Clumpy Beach or whatever his fucking name is. And um uh Dr. Doctor Show Me Where He Touched You on the on the bear or whatever. Uh, ends up throwing what or are dumping what looks like a bunch of printer ink onto a towel and um suffocating Clumpy Beach with it. 
or attempting to, but he reverses it and puts the printer ink into uh, Dr. McStuffins and ends up pinning him one, two, three. I, I am, and, I, and you guys know, I am, I pride myself on knowing a lot of wrestling history and, and obscure wrestlers and all that. But does anybody know who the fucking Dr. Feelgood was? No. He looked familiar, I know you're though. Like he might have been a jobber. The only thing that I know he was was registered. He's the on one, a list. Carry a firearm? He is no. He is on a. He is on a database. He's not allowed. He's not without, allowed without a hut within a hundred yards of a school. Let's put it that way. Yes. Okay. Yes. Apparently, Doctor Feelgood was only used at the Blackjack Brawl, and never seen again under that name. He was, however, known under the uh, another name, and that was Mister Outrageous Al Burke. So he, he just got all the winners. He got all the winning gimmicks in the UWF. <laughs> and and with his record, he has to have an assumed name. So yes. <laughs> Uncle Touchy. Uncle <laughs> That's what Herb that's what Herb called him when they weren't on TV. Uncle Touchy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because they, after this match, because they uh, they suckered Blackjack Mulligan into being a part of this, uh, probably because he printed the money for, for her papers. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you still got that press? And he's like, damn right. How much you need? Uh, I'm sorry, I popped myself on that joke. Um, that was funny. That we get Blackjack Mulligan, Missy Hyatt, and Herb Abrams in the ring, uh, talking about how later on they're all going to share an eight ball. Um, later, <laughs> they probably heard <laughs> prior to the show. I'm sorry, prior yeah. to the show, they shared an eight ball. Well, they're going to later too, but they <laughs> Mulligan still has some in his mustache. <laughs> yeah. Herb's trying to get to it. Okay, give me that. I'm coming down. Let me oh, suck your mustache. Let me suck your mustache. I find it funny that Blackjack <laughs> asked the same question Kyle did. How many more matches we got tonight? Can that be the name of the show? That Blackjack brought for you. Let me suck your, let me suck your mustache. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know you popped yourself with the printed money thing, but I just popped myself and let me suck your mustache. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, that might be. <laughs> oh, you know that I'm not saying I'm anything like him, but you know that bit where Carlin talks about like sentences that have never been said before out loud. That might be one of them. That. <laughs> okay. So Blackjack tries. Blackjack tries to get the show going a little better, and says and asks Herb Abrams, "How many more matches we got?" And Herb replies, "I believe something like." Oh, we're, we're only we're only beginning of the show. We still got two hours left. Don't worry about it. And Blackjack then goes on to say, 
Well, these guys have been wrestling all over the year, all over the world, and they're some of the best and brightest. So you get ready for some of the uh, most hardcore extreme moments of the night. And I'm sitting there going, who is he talking about exactly? Oh, you're because like there's like four big names on this entire card. So I didn't know Sunny Beach was in New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, up next, the next match. Well, there's also Herb Abrams says that Bruno San Martino was supposed yes. to be there, but he's being honored by the Italian Heritage Society, which is why he's not in attendance. And and tell him what Blackjack says. I don't remember what he said. Blackjack says, what do you mean he's being audited? And Herb repeats, no, honored. He's being honored. What do you mean he said, oh, I, thought I, I thought I heard something about him being audited so many years ago. I don't know. He's in trouble with the law. And it kind of made me wonder, it, it was Bruno San Martino's a tax <laughs> What is he getting to here? The IRS agent is like, Bruno, we have all these papers. And these these un, 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 undocumented <laughs> checks from 1963. And I was like, let me tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, basically, Vince they... A, <laughs> Vince McMahon, he's a pedophile. Basically, <laughs> they apparently probably hyped Bruno being there. And then Bruno was like, fuck this. And just said that he was being honored by the Italian Heritage Society. And then um, before we get into the next match, um, there's a commercial, and it's for real life giant construction equipment for kids. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this commercial because I want people that don't know to understand how ridiculous video cassettes yes. were in the yes. '80s and '90s, especially into the '90s. They would fucking put anything. Are you talking about the tapes where it was like fucking trains, trains, and more trains? Yeah, and it yeah, it was just videos of trains, and it was three easy installments. They were all produced by Good Times Video. That was the I always remember that on at the at the back of every fucking video it says good times video and like kyle said trains trains more fucking trains and it was just trains going down the track and people would pay for this shit my this my one, favorite commercial aaron was at the beginning of the of the show was it was a surf lessons tape yeah it was wasn't it, even was it, it was just people, it wasn't it was right just, just watch surfing. people surf then the <laughs> And it was three videos for $59.95. Right. You stayed up till like 3 a.m. You would get Girls Gone Wild. And then like right after you would get like, these are the greatest gospel songs of the night. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and if you act now, you are throwing and, live. And, and right after that, right after that, they're like, and for an extra $15.95, we'll put in Girls Gone Gospel. <laughs> You won't believe what these nuns do underneath. <laughs> None ain't the word for these ladies. It's girls There's that go woo. It's girls that go woo. And girls watch. that go Jew. <laughs> watch watch, watch <laughs> Sister Mary Charlotte. Watch Sister Mary Charlotte drink a hurricane out of a beaker. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's going to eat birds out of Father Johnson's butthole. Like, it's like, what is going on? <laughs> but this commercial, like I said, is real life giant construction equipment for kids hosted by Hard Hat Harry. I thought you were going to say hosted by Dorf. <laughs> no, it's not Dorf. At first, Dorf I thought there is. At first, at first, I was worried, and they were going to say "hard body Harrison." And I was like, "Oh no!" Oh God. But no, it's hard hat here. Oh, he was alive. Was he? <laughs> yeah. The next match on this show, unfortunately, features one of my favorite wrestlers, um, psychology-wise and stuff. But he is part of this nightmare, getting a payday. I know. Bob Orton Jr. faces Hellraiser Thor, which is actually Ludwig Borga. No, I, I, I got to say something about his name. Can I say it? Okay. Yes. It, he's mm-hmm. named Finland Hellraiser in parentheses Thor. Thor, right. So if Hellraiser is in parentheses, that would mean that would indicate that that's his nickname, correct? Right, so his first name is Finland. Right. So his name is just Finland Thor. Right. It's fucking stupid. Sounds like a Bond. Sounds like a Bond villain. Yeah. It's like so. Like his. So his first name is Finland. Let me tell you something, Mister Bond. The environment, you Americans. And I don't even. I don't even hate Ludwig Borga. I, I hate him. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. I, no, I, thought, I, thought, I thought in, in the boring-ass WWF of of late 93, early 94, he was he was good stuff um, in the feud with yeah, Luger and all that. But he was a, a shit human being, but as right. a talent, I fucking despise him. Or a fucking Bob Wharton Jr. story that I fucking absolutely love. Sure. Uh, I can't remember who the writer was, but there was a writer on one of the podcasts and he talks about, he's like, yeah, he's like, so we're doing like Raw anniversary and Piper and Bob Orton Jr. are there. You know, he's like, this is the first time I've ever seen him. So I go in and I'm like, Mr. Piper, it's, it's an honor to meet you. And Piper, of course, you know, Piper, he's like, oh man, he's like, he's like I love you, kid. Look at you. Look at what you're, you know, oh, he's so, you're so respectful, you know. And he goes over to Bob Orton Jr. He's like, He's a Mr. Orton. It's nice to meet you. Fucking Bob Orton smoking cigarette. He's like, yeah, it's fucking nice, kid. That's just you know, fucking shake my hand. <laughs> oh man, fucking Bob Orton Jr. Man, he cracks me up. Well, this um, match is. Oh, go ahead, Eric. I was just gonna go into like the few notes that I have of this match, which is terrible. Well, you probably have more than I do, so you go ahead and do that. Well, it is for the Southern States title, for whatever that's worth. Um, the Golden Greek says that Bob, Orn- Bob Orton Jr. <clears throat> looks like a midget compared to Finland Thor, and um, they're the same height. Like he doesn't look I like. Think a he meant weight. I think he meant width wise, because at this point, Ludwig Borger 
Morgan gained quite a bit. I think he was eating some of that finished chocolate. But well, then you should have said that he looked he looked skinny compared to him because there's fat midgets. I mean, I've seen them. Um, <laughs> We're gonna see a few later on too. There's midgets on the show. <laughs> yes. And then Bob Orton ends up bumping into the table at ringside, and Herb Abrams like sells. He got knocked down. Basically. Herb Abrams would do anything that he could do to inject himself in any kind of match or anything like that. He is, um, like Nate said, he's a fucking money mark and he is whatever. Um, and then there is no winner. Go ahead. So which is worse him bumping into the table or when fucking Eric Bischoff acted like he was getting blown away by the fucking helicopter. Nitro. Uh, you would see this bump that Herb did. It's Herb. It's terrible. It's it's he gets bumped uh, the whole night. Everybody's pushing him around and beating his ass, and it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, because he owes everybody money. Right. <laughs> Fuck you. Herb. So it, like I said, but Orton bumps into the table, barely hits Herb, and Herb flies back and his drink goes everywhere. And then it's a double disqualification. And they end up brawling um, um, at ringside and out into the crowd and everything like that. And it's just a, it's a big Donnie Brook that nobody wanted to see. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely losing it over here because as we're going through the show, I keep, I keep laughing because the more we describe it. The more it's like, man, this Herb Abrams guy is such a fucking clown. <laughs> yeah. Why is it double disqualification though? Like, oh, we got to keep fucking Ludwig Borga fucking strong. Especially since this is our last fucking show ever. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know they didn't know that, but oh, they knew it. Well, I'm sure. Her- I'm sure oh, Herb knew. did. But yes, this was awful. Um, the next match, unless Archie, you had anything else on that last thing? No, I'm I'm good. It's a midget match, as Archie alluded to. It's Little Tokyo, who I didn't think Wait. was even still alive in 1994. Wait a second, though. You're forgetting the Sid Vicious promo about his new T-shirt. I might have missed it because I was fast forwarding through the commercials. So I might have missed it. Yeah, Sid says that having Sid Vicious Sid, Sid Vicious's face on your shirt is just as good as having an autograph. So buy a from shirt. Nolan, an autograph on a baseball from Nolan Ryan. So once again, yeah. Sid Vicious was thinking about softball. <laughs> well, they couldn't find the scissors, so. Ooh. Little Tokyo and Karate Kid might be the best match on the show. (laughs) I didn't know Little Tokyo was still alive in 1994, but God bless him. Neither did he. Um, (laughs) Carlo Gianella, or whatever his name is, asks um, the Golden Greek, did you ever wrestle a midget? Like, why would you ask him that? And he's like, no. 
And then he tells us, um, do you guys know why they call him the Karate Kid? Do you guys know? No. No. Because he's in a karate. Okay. Is that the way they played? They, they they call him the karate kid, you know, because because he's in the karate. All right. Not Thank only you. the best match on the show, but then best analysis on the show. Yes, and in the karate kid, if you guys don't want to watch this show or have seen this show, he looks like somebody put Dave Meltzer in a dryer. <laughs> Shrunken. Oh well. That's what he looks like. He looks you like little Dave. Half, you can only get two and a half stars max out of this guy. Yes. Doesn't matter if you're in Tokyo or not. Looks like a little Dave Meltzer. And he's wrestling little Tokyo, ironically. Yes. Who <laughs> looks like little George Takai? <laughs> oh my. Oh, oh boy. But yeah, this I, I I'm not even being I'm not even being comedic. It is comedic, folks. But I'm not even give, being comedic in saying this is the best match on this show. These these two little midgets <laughs> had a hell of a little match. They wrestled their little hearts out. <laughs> yes, they did. And you know what else? They dwarfed the competition in this match. <laughs> uh, they came up just a little short. <laughs> what are we, Bobby Heenan in 1986 here? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, uh, yeah. I, think, I think I think karate worked a little stiff because uh uh he gave uh he gave Tokyo a couple small potatoes. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> well, the next match, and I have to, I have to, I have to take the first. Uh, I have to. What you didn't give, you didn't give them results. Oh, little Tokyo wow. wins this one. And you also missed. It's not a big the, deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a small mistake, but we'll get over it. Um, uh, Fucking show's gotten low. <laughs> yeah. Um. There is a point where Karate Kid, he gets a little racist too because he's he's trying to work the crowd and he knocks down little Tokyo and uh, he calls him a he said, everybody look at this goofy Jap. That's what he said. Oh God! <laughs> when all Cokin called you, yeah, it was a little racist. <laughs> <laughs> you know the what next... might have been entertaining, Nate, if would have happened on this show if during the midget match, a guy dressed in a Godzilla costume would have came out and just destroyed them. That would have happened if it was in Japan. Oh. What's that promotion in Japan that has like guys dress up like monsters, DD. like movie monsters? What DD DD DD? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Japanese wrestling sometimes is like wrestling on acid. But um, it's funny. If you watch it, you will laugh. You will laugh. You won't call it wrestling, but you will laugh. Right. Um, I, like watching that, I like watching that big panda bump people. It's funny. Yep. It's funny. The next thing here is I 
I have to I have to take over the the first comments on this match because I have a <laughs> it's this fucking show. How am I gonna be like I have a big problem with this? But anyway, <laughs> 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 I'm watching a train wreck and I'm like, I'm taking serious notes. So we have a guy named the Irish Assassin, and he's going against against a jet a gent named Samson. Samson yes. is replacing Hercules. Ah. But they are billing it as a revenge match. Yes. My point, my point is if Samson is replacing Hercules, who obviously wants revenge, how is it still a revenge match? <laughs> because Samson found out that Delilah hired this guy to cut his hair. No. But Hercules because... wanted the revenge. <laughs> no, it's because we paid for the graphic. Using the right, they ain't giving me back my money. Just use the graphic. Oh, Herb Khan, I'm just saying. Hercules isn't here. Shit. That's all the reason why I came. Hercules decided he'd rather go team in Japan with Scott Norton, and that's fine with me. They made a great team. I don't. I don't. He he made the right choice. This match is booty, and Samson wins. Pretty I guess much. everybody agrees with me because nobody said anything. <laughs> no, we all went quiet. There's, there's nothing to say about it. Right. Well, the next match is for the MGM Grand Championship. Jesus Christ. And um, it is the wild thing, Steve Ray versus Sabretooth. But actually, it's Tyler Maine. Yes. Um. And man, another not, you guys are, another not like I said, like Nate said, if you guys aren't aware, um, Taylor Maine played Sabretooth in the X Men movies. That's who this guy he was is. Also, he was also Big Sky in WCW. Yeah, in WCW. Yes, he was. And for was a big, big Master Blasters, uh, no, no, nah, he no. wasn't a Master Blaster. Um, but he once again has uh, another. You know, the, the only the only uh, the only match that I remember with Tyler Maine was him as Big Sky against Charlie Norris in WCW, and it was garbage. And this match was uh, garbage as well. Well, you know, yeah, they could only try. But the good <laughs> thing about the match with Charlie Norris is the winner got fire water at the end. Okay, it they, fell flat. They, I'm uh, sorry. Did they even try? <laughs> To like be creative with these fucking names. No. 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 But, um, Steve Ray Rock. didn't even come out to Steve Ray didn't even come out to the good version of Wild Thing. He came out to some like knockoff version of Wild Thing. Yeah, and, and I always, Steve Ross. Uh, 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 he he introduces Wild Thing, Steve Ray, and his unnecessary comment that he likes to hit is Wait till you get a look at his jacket. That's what he says. This is a pretty cool jacket. Here he comes down the aisle. Wait till you get a look at his jacket. That's what he says. Wait till you get a look at his jacket. <coughs> at first I thought he said, let's all look at him jacket. And I'm like, oh, no. I think it'd be funny if he came out without a jacket. Right. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> look at his jacket. And Taylor Maine is wearing a onesie that looks like a lion. That's his thing. God bless him. Thank God his acting career got went better than his wrestling career. Well, he wins the MGM Grand title, does Tyler Maine, and then Herb Abrams presents him with the belt. It's probably covered in coke, but uh, but Maine gets the title nonetheless. The next match is a women's match. It is Candy Divine against Tina Moretti. Those of you that don't know, Tina is. At one point, she is Ivory in the WWF. No. But um, the the ring announcer, is it the ring announcer that calls her Candy Devian? Yeah, he calls her Candy Devon. That's what he calls her. I thought he said Devian. I think he said Devian, and then I also, I wrote down Devon. So I think he did, I think he said both. And the other only other note I have in here is that Candy Divine looks fucking pissed at this guy. <laughs> like she is fucking mad. Like you just fucked up my name and she ain't Twice. happy about it. Well, you know. And I'm pretty sure if she wanted to, she could probably whoop his fucking ass. More than likely. Because them lady wrestlers at this time were fucking tough. Not saying they're not now, but they were fucking Chain smoking, beer drinking, fucking tattoos on their forearm, ass kickers at this time. You didn't fuck with these broads, I'm just saying. And they didn't mind you calling them broads either. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Like when Ivory's the hot one, and I'm not even knocking Ivory, but when Ivory's the hot <laughs> one, I'm just saying, because Ivory could fuck you up too. And this match, the match itself isn't terrible, but it's short. Uh, yeah. But Candy Devian goes over here. Um, and anything else on this one, guys? Like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just short. And they they worked, you know. They did fine. Candy Devine did fine. After that, we get a Dr. Death Steve Williams promo discussing his match coming up for the UWF Championship against Sid Vicious. Dr. Death, one of those guys that is a... I mean, no doubt, a hard-hitting, amazing, bell-to-bell professional wrestler, but the guy was but never a good be, promo. Never. He should not be cutting up. He should have a Jim Cornette or somebody with him at all times. Right. He definitely needed a mouthpiece. Not. The, go ahead, Kyle. Not. Fucking Oklahoma. No. That was the worst goddamn thing that ever. I don't know how he agreed to that after he was such good friends with Jr. Because they probably fucking told him this is what we're doing. And at the, time, out. at the time, also he was he was kind of bitter about his run in yeah, the they, WWF. They, they, they didn't, they didn't, he didn't like Jr. at the time. Well, I shouldn't say didn't like. It. He wasn't just. They had like a falling out because. Okay. According to what Ross said, um, Williams didn't think that um, JR took care of him enough when he got in there. Well, promises were made and not kept. Pretty much. The next match on this show 
is for the UWF Tag Team Championship. It is the Killer Bees against the new Powers of Pain, which are the Warlord and the Power Warrior. Um, Which is one of the Power Twins. Which is one of the Power Twins. And everybody knows what a mark I am for the Warlord. He looked good here. The match itself isn't terrible. Um, The Power Warriors or the Power Twins do a switch during this match. Kind of, you know, kind of ironically because of the, the killer bees doing the the the, the mask right. mask confusion. Um, but the bees still go over. But this was um, silly. It was. And um I put Greg Valentine's name in this, even though he's not on this show. But at this time, when um any of these money marks would show up from like like ninety-four through ninety-six the three or four biggest guys that would just glom onto these guys to get as much money out of them were Tito Santana, Greg Valentine, Bob Orton Jr. And the Warlord. They were in all of these fucking six month shows. You know what I mean? Like they were all on it. I think Paul Orndorff kind of rounded it out to number five. And I'm not knocking it either. No, not at all. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget, man. don't forget Snooka. Yeah. For as, for as addled as his brain was, he knew how to find him a money mark, too. <laughs> it's almost like these guys would, it's almost like these guys would make up an argument with Vince so they can get fired and then go to these promotions and get paid all that money real quick and then go apologize to Vince once the promotion closed. You know? Yeah, but definitely, <laughs> Darren's right. Definitely Tito, Warlord. Without a doubt. Bob. Bob Orton. Bob was all yeah. in too. Uh, and um, the Power Twins tried the switch, but it didn't matter because it didn't even fucking work. And the Killer Bees end up becoming the new tag team champions. Woo! Congratulations, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you won the belts of a dying promotion. Congratulations. Up next, after that one, we get a Jimmy Snooker promo, which is literally your standard Jimmy Snooker promo. Like it's like Jimmy Snooker has this promo in the can. <coughs> Brother. Brother. Well, I mean, you can't blame Brother. him. I mean, he couldn't. I mean, he couldn't read. So it's not like it was going to be out there in television well, land, TV Wonderland. TV Wonder, yeah, that's Technicolor what it is. TV brother. Wonderland, TV Wonderland, Technicolor brother. And, and like I said, he's another guy you can say terrible fucking person, obviously, but that dude captivated me, man. Like I love watching that shit from like the late seventies and fucking early eighties, and him cutting his promos and shit, fucking great. And well, you know what? He, he, he did, talked people into the arena. Yeah, and he didn't get to do it much in the WWF. Well, I mean, he did because he first went there as a heel, but he started getting over. Like, but when he went to like the Indies and this time and shit, it was kind of cool because he got he 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 did he did, yeah. He was also a fantastic fucking heel, like with his eyes and shit like that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's working and I mean, heel here. 
Because Cactus and, is and the face or whatever. He embraced, what do I want to say? Something that um, that I will say about him, and this may be something that, that Taker learned from Snuka, was Snuka knew his gimmick, he knew his role, and he lived that shit, you know? Yeah. But this isn't going to be like a us jacking off Jimmy Snuka fucking show. Um, Cactus Jack and Jimmy Snuka in a Lumberjack match. Um, Cactus Jack comes out to uh, Tough Enough. Who sung that song? I don't remember. Um, wait, wait. The, the, the cat. What was it? The cats. The something. The amazing something or another. No, 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 no. I know this though. Well, while he's while he's doing that, you're telling me that there's a lumberjack match with Cactus Jack versus Jimmy Snuka. And yes, yes. The match is still the best match card. Well, yes. you're gonna find out what's going on here. But Aaron, the answer is uh, the fabulous Thunderbirds. All right, so the Thundercats on it, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Lionel. Uh, the fabulous Freebirds on. Half enough? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, joking around. Uh, Cactus comes out to tough enough, and then Jimmy Snooker comes out to the Hawaii Five O theme. Yes, I have to actually have that in my notes. That's what he comes out to. And um, mind you, this is a lumberjack match. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the lumberjack? Just all the just all the jack offs that are on the show. It's not like they brought in special people. It's just give all it up the fucking feel good again. It was just all the talks we just talked about. They just bring out this fucking carnival of crap, and they stand around the ring and um, fucking. The match is going on. Um, Jimmy Snuka and Cactus Jack end up brawling outside the ring, and the Lumberjacks um, fail to get them into the ring, and they brawl up into the up into the crowd, and uh, um, the Lumberjacks. <laughs> the crowd. <laughs> they brawl past the crowd of six hundred. I don't you think, think it was that money. I, I, I tried to use my voice as much as I could to make a verbal fucking air quote. quotation marks. Yes. Crowd. Yes. They brawl through the crowd and the lumberjack match ends in a double count out with no winner. I that is the end of the lumberjack match. How, how do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? It's fucking, By it's gonna be sucking on cold. fucking Blackjack Mulligan's mustache too much. That's how. <laughs> God damn. But that's, that, that's why the midget match was the best match on the show. And, and Kyle just threw in the towel. God damn it. <laughs> like, how do you fuck that up? 
Yes, and that that is that is that is the 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 the, uh, the biggest thing about UWF is you look at the talent that Abrams was willing to get with however he got his money, blackjack mulligan printing it or whatever, and he still managed to fuck it up. It still managed to be fucking terrible. You know, like you said, it's Cactus Jack and Jimmy Snuka. How do you fuck that up? Oh, you completely ignore the, the established rules of professional wrestling and have a double disqualification in a fucking lumberjack match. That's how you fuck that it wasn't up. Even a, it wasn't even a double disqualification. That would be fine. Because all the lumberjacks get in, there's this big brawl, and the referee throws it out. It's a double count out in a lumberjack match. Which the whole purpose of a longer, lum, lumberjack match, a lumberjack match is to avoid a fucking count out. And my next note on this show is I'm watching this three hour show, but I feel like I'm watching WrestleMania 32 because it won't end. Right. It's like it's three hours, but it feels like it's seven and a half hours. I'm into Roman and Hunter in the main event of this eight hour fucking pay-per-view that won't end. This thing won't end. But anyway, it's about to real quick, real quick. Since you brought it up, I got, I gotta, I gotta touch on it. We watched that shit live. Yes, we did. It, it, it first here comes the Rock, and we're like, Roman Hunter gonna follow this, and then Austin Foley and Sean come out, and we're like, Roman and Sean are gonna, are gonna follow this. <laughs> Wait, are you finding the the closing promo of this? Nope. Wow. Nope. But yes, that pay-per-view was just like it's like my wife's been asleep for three and a half hours or <laughs> she's like, dude, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Fucking god damn it. <laughs> I made the fucking snacks. You motherfuckers suffer through this shit. <laughs> Death, but uh, this is just this is too fucking much. <laughs> You told me they were three hours long. Yeah, she was like out. Like, I'm fucking out. Um, <laughs> the main event's about to come up on this pay-per-view, and I had posted this uh, little video clip in our Facebook group, but we've been talking about it through the show, and for those of you that missed it, I just this is this is, to me, the biggest evidence of how cracked out or coked out Herb Abrams is. Here is Herb Abrams hyping us up that the main event is about to start on this pay-per-view. This crazy beaver, like cracked out beaver looking dude. Midget beaver. Looking like Danny DeVito. Here you go. He wishes. He wishes he looked like Danny DeVito. <laughs> Herb Abrams. He's a mid midget beaver. We're going to go down to Herb Abrams instead of Steve Rossi. Thanks, Cactus. Come, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event. The showdown will take place. Steve Jackson and Williams with the title of the line against Militant Steve Victor. <laughs> and how that man didn't just die then. Couldn't understand a fucking word he said. Did he call Sid Vicious And he said, we're putting uh, Malicious Sid Vicious. Ba -da 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 -da. 
I got That's it. how he said putting the title at ba da 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 it sounded like he was yelling um the shit that Chevy Chase would say on uh fucking Caddyshack Caddy when he'd Shack. hit the golf mm-hmm. ball. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, he was like nah, he was nah, trying nah, nah, to come nah. down. He was trying to come down. He was too high. I need to get regular it's the main event. <laughs> you do drugs, Danny. <laughs> You do, you do you do you do drugs, Bobby? Billy. Yeah. This fucking dwarf. Billy. But Dr. Death Dr. Death. Dr. Death comes out to defend his title and he comes out to the uh the I opening would do of anything for love. Yes, the opening meatloaf. of Meatloafs. I would do anything for love. You... But oh, I won't, won't do that. So I guess that is losing to Sid Vicious. <laughs> I hate Kiss. Okay, I hate the fucking band Kiss. They're fucking garbage. All right, like they have like three good songs, and if you've been around for eighty-seven years and you only have three good songs, that means you're a fucking garbage band, even though you have three good songs. All right, and. Uh-huh. Um, one of the good songs they have is that uh, Kyle's a music guy, so I might fuck the name up of it. I don't know, but it's that um, um, "Live It Loud" song or whatever. Kyle, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what Death came out to in in Japan, and him coming out to it is fucking awesome. So why wouldn't he just use that? No, he's gonna come out to fucking Meatloaf, who's also fucking garbage. And you're going to pick one of the shittiest fucking songs. And fucking Dr. Death is coming to right. out to I Would Do Anything for Love. What the fuck is going on? I should be intimidated by this. I should be intimidated by this. What, what are you... I think Raider became out the fucking dashboard. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Aaron and I part ways on Meatloaf. I like Jim Steinman and Meatloaf. I do. I, but I like rock operas. I do. I but, like... but I totally agree that Meatloaf is not the vibe you want for Dr. Death. It's not the vibe you like want if for you. And I know he's dead, but if I ever would have like, met Meatloaf, I'd be like, why don't you get to the fucking point with your song? Your fucking album's eight hours right. long, three fucking songs on it. Get to a I'm fucking point. You... I'm going to ask you three gentlemen a question because I've been racking my brain since I watched this. Name me one wrestler you think could come out to meet most. I could do it. I would do anything for love because I can't see it. Dude, love. It's not. No, no. <laughs> uh, one wrestler uh, that would come out to I would do anything for love. Well, that would have fit for because Nate said, why would you want that vibe for Dr. Death? I wouldn't want that vibe for anybody on a wrestling show. I was just trying to think of somebody that would be funny for their fucking theme song to be as Mel Phillips. <laughs> I would do anything for feet. China. That was dark. Sorry. That was really dark. Too soon, man. Wow. Uh, 
All right. So Snooka. <laughs> you mean Mark at the end? <laughs> Snooka. Snooka works. <laughs> works. For Snooka. Know, <laughs> anyway. All right. So this match happens between Dr. Death and Sid, and um it was trash. Well there, but during the match, there is one impressive thing. Talking about the doctor bomb on Sid? No, toward the end, the suplex off the top rope from Dr. Death to Sid is pretty impressive. That would that was good. Oh, Sid? Oh, uh, sorry. Um, like I said, the match itself is not very good, but it's one of the only people that I've ever seen, and he's probably one of the only people on the fucking planet that could have did it. That was doing whatever he, he wanted to do to fucking Sid at that point in his career. And Sid I mean? knew it going in. You can watch the match and oh, know yeah. that Sid knew tonight. I'm not doing any fuckery. Yeah, Sid, Sid's <laughs> working with him. Sid's working with him. Sid does like Sid does a fucking cross arm. Like he does a uh, if I'm. I might remember it wrong, but he did a fucking um, flip over like cross arm bar deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like he was working with Doctor Death. He wasn't just like fuck it. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna fuck you up. Sid was just like, all right, man. Whatever you want to do, you wanna do, brother. Yeah, whatever you want to do, brother. <laughs> like, there's probably only like two or three guys that in '94 that could have done whatever the fuck they wanted to do to Sid at this point in the business. And not even saying Sid was a shooter, just talking about with how big he fucking was. And it was it was uh, the Doc here and probably Rick and Scott. That's probably would have been the right. only guys that could have done what the fuck they wanted to do to him. And Mang. Yeah, Mang could do whatever he wanted to do to any fucking body. Anybody. <clears throat> but the match ends with uh, Dan Spivey attacking Dr. Death when he's going to uh, to pin Sid. And um, I don't have a lot more notes. No, um, like I said, uh, Dan Spivey attacks and ruins the match. And this is once again Herb feuding with Dan Spivey, yelling at him about fucking up the match. And it turns out Spivey and Vicious were in cahoots the whole time. And... Um, Basically, Steve Williams challenges um, Sid to face him at the next Blackjack Brawl. Because I forgot to mention, they've mentioned throughout the show that there's going to be three extravagant backlash, backlash brawls, backjack brawls, which we don't get two or three. But the next one is supposed to be um, Steve Williams versus uh, um, Sid Vicious in a steel cage, which Herb yells at us at the end of the show. <laughs> and Herb then yells they, the entire show. Yes, but he yells at us that this is the main event for the next one. And then they also had Spivey and Sid, who are supposed to be the skyscrapers, cut a promo. Okay, and the cameraman is standing inside the ring while Spivey and Sid are standing on the floor. <laughs> think of that. Be anywhere near them. No, think of how stupid that is. Oh yeah, I agree. 
these are supposed to be the skyscrapers and they're looking up at the camera. It's fucking <clears throat> retarded. Cameraman was on cocaine too. Like he was looking down at the skyscrapers. And they're, they're now the condos. Up. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This paper this pay-per-view or TV broadcast oh. or whatever it is. Whatever. It's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Do you terrible. guys do you guys want me to play the audio of the end of the show promo from the skyscrapers? Because it's really bad. Yeah. Go for it. So we're gonna do that because we can. This, the, but this show, me. folks, this show, folks, seriously, be thankful if you haven't watched it that we watched it for you. Don't watch it. Please don't watch it. You know, a lot of times we go, hey, hey, yeah, watch the show so you can know what we're watching. And don't watch it. Don't watch it. Because, God, I almost, I almost just wrapped the sheet around my neck. And it's like, how am I going to kick the bucket out from under myself? You, you actually wanted a slow, painful death. I was looking to get it done quickly with a gun. Well, I'm going to watch this promo while I have my slow, painful death. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it after it's done. Oh, God, Kyle, I, I love you, man. I don't want you to do that. I don't I don't want to lose you. Tell me what to do. I'll... <laughs> don't tell me what to do. I'll kill myself if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's my party, and I'll die if I want to. Here is the end of this fucking abortion. Here is the audio. What a great world championship match this was here tonight. And I have to tell you, Daddy Spivey, once again, you are the fiend, you are the scoundrel, and you think because I'm just a double cotton dog. You know... I thought tonight when I saw this man, it was the funniest thing I ever saw in my life with this goofy jacket. But you, Steve Williams, goofy jacket. Knowing that my mentor, the man who has taught me everything, was in the building the same night that I was to meet you. Let me tell you something, Sid Vicious. You and your hired assassin are nothing but a couple of double-crossed, yellow fish-jumping wrecks. I saw what you had to do, and I don't think that Steve Williams, you've heard the last of, probably be in the parking lot when he gets out of the hospital. And I'm going to tell you something. Steve, I'm with you, brother. Hey, that's enough. You know, that's just like the pot calling the kettle black after all the years of the crap that you've done, Blackjack. Morgan! Every dirty book, trick is driving Every dirty book. I learned from you, brother. And you know that, Morgan. Me and you go back, way back. Some people change, Daddy. Some people change. Right. And you change. Right. You know, some people change, Daddy. Right. Some people change. And Steve Williams still has the belt. Steve Williams still has the belt. He won't have it long. Because either Sid or myself will get the belt. That is the most god-awful part. Oh, it's terrible. And 
he's trying to say every dirty trick in the book, but he just says every dirty book. What <laughs> Playboy? Every <laughs> every every whack mag you ever had. <laughs> you gave it to me, and I read them too. It was every just dirty pages book. And, it was just pages and pages of full hairy beaver. <laughs> Every dirty book pages were stuck together. <laughs> Every dirty book. And speaking of beaver, make sure you subscribe to the Log Cabin Bi Monthly. Way to bring it back, Archie. Good job. That's right. Got to close Every with telling the, telling the merch. <laughs> Every dirty book. Oh, man. Every dirty Aaron, how many slum. of these? 50, sh 50 Shades of Spivey. Aaron, how Club many more of these do we have to watch? Four. Four? You know I'm going to yeah. kill you, right? Okay. Not before you kill yourself. <laughs> right. I'm going to haunt you. Back to my sheet and bucket you. analogy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one we're watching? The next one is going to be, I believe... December to dismember. Okay, that's not I mean, as bad. No. Uh, oh, you're probably right. No, I don't think that is. You might be right. Hold on. I know Hold on. this that. is what we have coming up in the fall of fuckery is we've already watched, like we said, we've already watched um, um, UWF Blackjack Bra, but Coming up, I don't know if this is the order that they're in, but it's WCW New Blood Rising. And then we will also watch uh, WWECW December to Dismember, Fall Brawl, WCW Fall Brawl 95, and WWA Eruption, which I think is the next Aaron. one. You, you, you want us to come into the side with that one. But, I have which a question. Watch next. I have a question. What do you what do you got against New Blood Rising? It was actually a decent pay per view. That was the one that I suggested. Fuck off! Oh, Fuck off. Okay. That's trash. It's not uh, that bad, actually. When we when we yeah, were conceiving this, terrible. when we were conceiving this, New Blood Rising and December to Dismember, I believe were the two that I came up. Oh with. well, December to Dismember is terrible. I mean, we know that, but I mean, New Blood Rising had a couple of shining moments. Wasn't nope. all great, but it was, you know. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that is bad. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I watched the WCW pay per views with no problem, but that WWA pay per view is going to be. Uh... Well, how, yeah, about we end with, how about Down. we end with? How about we end with eruption? Well, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. That's what I prefer. <laughs> she says a lot. <laughs> I don't want to start with it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually that's usually what happens, but <laughs> I swear to God, it's this like, has never happened to me before. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was just thinking of Forrest Gump, but anyway, it must it must have been that eighth fucking Washington apple. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, next time, let's do December to dismember. Sounds good.
here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. So, guys, any parting words on this Herb Abrams edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast? Kyle Army. I'd do anything for love. But you won't do scat. <laughs> Maybe. Depends on the price. <laughs> I'm like the million dollar man. Every every <laughs> scat. <laughs> Aaron. Um just that I'm looking forward to all this. It's it's like <laughs> like like my favorite thing in the world is just shit fucking pay-per-views and shit wrestling is just being able to just dissect it and sometimes bad wrestling is better than good wrestling like i said and, at, the, at the beginning of the show kyle and archie didn't get to hear me say it but the old expression bad or old chicken makes good soup yeah, you almost bad combine them as a bad wrestling makes good podcasts. You almost combine them as a thing. You almost you try to say Kyle Army, but you're like Kyle Archie. Kyle Archie. Kyle like Archie. <laughs> there was like a nuclear attack, and they were like standing too close to each other. Like, <laughs> when, they, when they, yeah, when they, I'm gonna oh, get them to do. A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them to do a like, podcast no. together. And it's going to be Kyle Archie. Kyle Archie. Archie, your parting words this week? Yes, Aaron Maxson, every dirty book you've ever read. No. Um, I would like to say that I watch a lot of crap wrestling weekly because I do modern wrestling. So, Aaron, I feel this is a front to me and torturing me to watch more crappy wrestling. I would rather watch crappy 94 wrestling than now now just... <laughs> no um, and no I'm, i think this will be fun i i enjoyed it we definitely laughed so and say what you want to say about herb abrams but he gave us something that fucking years later is still ladies and gentlemen it is still going down in the annals of wrestling history yes not the annals, but the annals of wrestling history. God thank bless. you, thank you, Herb Abrams, for butt fucking up this week. Yes, God bless you, sir. And you went out like a fucking champ. Covered. You guys know how he died. Oh, Archie left. But yeah, Herb he went out. Hear like... that story. Yeah. Herb went out like anybody would want to. I on coke, covered in baby oil with a bunch of hookers, swinging a baseball bat. God bless you, sir. <laughs> Until next time, Godspeed. <laughs> yeah, thank you, coked out Negan. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Weekend Wrestle Podcast.